ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 75 of the Clubhouse, or the Pittsburgh Steelers, Golden State Warriors, Cincinnati Reds, Doge, let's go, or or Philadelphia Flyers episode. I am your host, Teach Butler, as always, sitting next to me, my guy, Big Dill. Dill, how are you today, man? Uh... (laughs) Doing good. Just a uh, good old February second. It's a Tuesday. You know, almost a hump day. So Groundhog's Day, I believe. Right? Punks Tony Phil, yes sir. What did he? What was his verdict, Doge? Do you know? All the way up in Clee. How are you, by the way? Six more weeks of winter, I believe, is what. God, that peace, man. What the heck? We don't need that. Yeah. I could feel it though. You know, I believe it. We didn't get a whole lot of snow or action like that back before the new year. Even in January, got like one good snow. So, I agree. We've had snow on and off like for almost a week. Yeah, it's exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Last week's been picking up, but Phil knows that dude. He knows more's coming. I had a work trip today, and I had to go from Cincinnati to Columbus. And I kid you not, no exaggeration. Physically counted. 25 cars that slid off to the side of the road or, like, fishtailed outside or were in the rail like or, or were getting towed. Like, unbelievable amount. So winter is definitely upon us. There's no doubt. Hate to hear it, but that's where we're at. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, don't worry about winter because that means a couple good things are around the way. Like the Super Bowl, which we are going to be hyping up here at the end of our podcast. First thing we're going to talk about here, little trade talk here in the NFL. Matt Stafford, potentially Deshaun Watson, who knows. Second quarter, we're going to talk about our NFL coach power rankings for some of the new coaching hires that we had. In the third quarter, we're going to talk about the road to the Super Bowl for the two teams that are going there, Chiefs and the Bucks. And like I said, here at the fourth quarter, we're going to do a little guest of lines, some betting stuff, um, other good stories of the Super Bowl. So... First things first, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we got to warm it up. So, I'll kick it to you, Dill. I know you could use a little warming up. Why don't you get her fired up here? What do you got for us this week? Yeah, so there was a pretty big game for the Florida Gators men's basketball team. Sure. Uh, It's a good win on Saturday against West Virginia and the Bob Huggies. Um, We had a five-point win after uh, a little bit of adversity through the middle portion of the game there, but came out on top, and now we're ranked 22nd. So Ooh, got an overall record, go. uh, I believe, of 10-4. and four. Yep. Um, and then in the, in the month of January, we had a huge win against Tennessee Ooh. by 26 over the number six Tennessee Volunteers. So it uh, looks like, you know, we're, we're heating up at the right time. We just need to keep moving forward and... We'll see what we can do, but yeah, chop them, yeah. chomp, chomp, chomp away. They've been looking good, dude. It's exciting stuff. Is that um, I I apologize for not remembering his name, but is that one kid back that Keontae Johnson? Yeah. No, he's not. Okay, I didn't think so, but you never know. Yeah, West Virginia was eleven, by the way. So that's part of the reason why it was big win. Yeah, big oh, win. Yeah. It's huge. Huggy, too. In West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Big win. 
Um, Doge, hit me with your warm-up. What do you got for us? Yeah, um, the rumor mill has surfaced that it's it's possible that the 2021 Tokyo Olympics will not take place. Um, I've heard that rumor, that's exactly. I hope that's exactly what it is, just a rumor and that it's not true. You know, it's a... Uh, if it is true, sad news to a lot of the athletes that trained to compete in peak, you know, right at this moment in their athletic careers, especially for, you know, the gymnast category and, and, you know, different sports where this is the only year that they can really show up and show out, you know, hopefully right. they're able to work something out and, uh, and still get these athletes out there to compete. But, uh, you know, that's a, a sad rumor to hear floating around, but I guess in better news, there are still some some Olympic teams that are getting announced, even just as recently as today, the Australian basketball team's been announcing their guys for the 2021 Olympics. So maybe they know something we don't, and uh, and there's still something planning on being played for our, our Olympics, but maybe it's just not hosted in Tokyo. Who knows? I don't know. But, uh, you know, if the, if the Olympics is canceled, that would be sad news for the, for the sports community everywhere. Major bummer. Major bummer. I know... Uh... Right now, if I think the way it was going to line up, a lot of the NBA guys were not going to be able to play because it's going to be like during the season. I think that like the the team. I just looked at the roster like going into this cup that's next month, and it's like Isaiah Thomas, like like King of the Fourth, like Boston Isaiah Thomas. Obviously, not like old Isaiah Thomas, but um, and then I saw Joe Joe Johnson, and then like. All these like young guys, like Jordan Seibert was on there. Um, I'm trying to think. There's like another like Ohio State or like Michigan name I remembered, and like all these like college like guys who like were four year seniors that like were quality, but like are not like too, I don't think they play in the NBA or how or have. So it's like these guys are like putting together the roster. So it's these two like big time vets and all these other guys. Um, they're just funny to see. Ball. Could be. Could be. Um, Yikes. No, but that would be a bummer to see any of those athletes not be able to compete. So hopefully that gets all worked out. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, I'll warm it up here. Um, topical because this team is playing right now on TNT, primetime game, the Brooklyn Nets. They're playing the Clippers right now. They are rated per 100 possess- possessions. Excuse me. As the greatest offense in NBA history right now, by a decent margin. And they are also, by I believe, four points, the worst per 100 possessions defense that has ever played in the NBA. So they can light up a box score on both ends for the other team and themselves. Um, It's very exciting to see them play every night uh, just because they have three of the greatest offensive players I'm not going to say of all time, but certainly of our time. There's no doubt. Maybe of all time for some of those guys. Durant, certainly, I'd say. Um, But I believe since 2008 when – no, 2000, excuse me, 2010 when the Heat won – or no, that was Mavs. Whatever, the first Heat championship, they won with the 11th-ranked defense in the NBA. And ever since then, you've had to have a top 10 defense in the NBA. And before then, I believe it was a good stretch of that as well. So the Nets need to figure out how to play some defense or add some players to really ramp up their defense. Or they don't stand a chance historically of winning a championship or even making it there. So we'll see what happens. But 
Um, they certainly have the firepower to potentially disprove that stat and be like, hey, we're going to be number one in offense and 29th in defense or something. like." <laughs> so we'll see. But very interesting. All right, let's move on to the first quarter here. Topic number one of the first quarter, which is a little trade talk here. Deshaun, more like he gone, question mark? Deshaun Watson demanding a trade to Houston, or from Houston, but recently just came out that they said they don't plan on trading him, and some GMs around the league are hearing that they're not going to trade him. So um, if he does get traded, where would you like to see him land? Um, And how many teams do you think would not be considering trading for him? Um, Doge, I'll let you go first. Where do you want to see him go, and then... Give me your teams that you don't think need to trade for Deshaun, which is not a huge list by any means. I would say my favorite place for him to land would be the Saints, and I don't even think the name has really been tossed into the ring for it all, but uh, just with Drew Brees departing uh, would be a really fun signing to keep them interesting, especially in the the same division with Tampa and uh, keeping that rivalry exciting, but... Who knows? I haven't heard that rumor at all. That would just be my favorite place for him to land for a team that really needs a QB. Um, <clears throat> Dolphins would be, you know, able to assemble a solid package for Houston's rebuild, I believe. But you know, of course, to due to Deshaun's no trade clause, really just comes down to where he's willing to go. Yeah. If I, I did put together a little bit of a list here of teams that I don't think should really consider trading for him, just because of their current situation at quarterback, I would say. Uh, as a Bengals fan, I wouldn't want him to make a package for Deshaun. I like Joe Burrow. I like what we're going to be able to build around him. I don't think the Ravens in the AFC North would really need to trade for him at all with Lamar. <clears throat> I concur both uh, of those. But the Bills, Josh Allen, they seem to have a good thing going there. No need to trade for him. No need to put a package together. Yeah, he was killer this say, year. I would say any AFC South team, it would just be a waste of time. They're not going to trade him in division. Okay. Chiefs, yeah, obviously, Mahomes is there. You don't need him. Chargers, I think they like Herbert. I don't think they need to put a package together either. Green Bay, Rodgers. Tampa, Tampa. Seattle, Russell Wilson, and Arizona, Kyler Murray. I don't think any of those teams really need to put together a package. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any others that you think should be added to that list? I would say, first of all, incredible list. Totally agree. I think... Um, obviously now the Rams, which I think you said. Oh, yeah, they just made that So trade. they just made the trade for Stafford. They're not going to do that. Steelers, if Big Ben is back, they're not going to do that just out of respect. Like, sure. you know, I'd, unless Big, they're like, hey, Ben, like, just go home. Like, we're bringing Deshaun in. Yeah, Sorry. we can go get him right now. Right, which which they would probably do out of respect, too. Because, no, like, Steelers are a big-time, like, respect organization, like, I would not expect them to like just shove Ben out the door, so that's why I have them up there. I would say that the Chargers are like sneakily could potentially be like a team that would. I don't think that they should, but like their team when healthy is like could be a championship quality team because their defense is really good. They have good receivers, they have good running backs, and Herbert is really good. But if you would make him Deshaun Watson, who's MVP caliber right now. And then you only have to give up a pick or two. But I don't think they will do it because why would you trade a guy who is rookie of the year, like quarterback that I can sling it and has proven that he's going to be pretty good. So I don't think that they would. 
but that was one team I would say like ah maybe they would yeah, consider it. I see what you're saying there. That could make sense. Whereas the Bengals, I don't think would consider it because they don't have the draft capital or the team ready to do it. So I'd just be like, hey, let's just get rid of our future and make Deshaun Watson's future worse. Right. Whereas if he goes to the Chargers, they actually have a team that could potentially do it if they can all stay healthy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Dill, any thoughts here? <clears throat> I don't think you guys have said it, but what about Denver? As a team not that would not trade? No, that the would want to get in there. Oh, I haven't said my favorite team. Let me do that oh, real yeah, quick. Oh, yeah, no, I think, I, that's why I didn't have them on the list because I think they right. could put a package together. We were talking about teams that shouldn't. I would like to see him go to the Colts or the 49ers if possible. I don't think the Colts would – I don't think, like you're saying, Doge, I don't think they're going to do the interdivision trade. But, like, that would be cool. Like, stick it to the Texans. Like, screw them. And he has, like, just an incredible line to keep him healthy and safe, which I would enjoy to see. And then they have some good weapons and can also maybe go get some if you know you have Deshaun Watson coming through. Yeah, if I'm the Texans, there's just no way i trade him to anyone in that division. No, I'm with you. Yeah. But, I mean, if they put a package on your table that's like, brother, this is twice as good as anything else, maybe it's worth it. But I'm with you. We'd have to see what that would really look like. I'm saying it'd have to blow you away. But I think 49ers is where he, he should go, and I would love to see him go. Him and Kyle Shanahan would be sweet. I mean, Matt Ryan was an MVP under Kyle Shanahan and Deshaun Watson, I think he's definitely a better quarterback than him and is a lot more mobile. So that would be really interesting to see. I mean, he makes his teams, like, with Nick Mullins win games. So imagine what he's going to do with Deshaun Watson. Like, And then if you could get Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes versus Kyle Shanahan and freaking Deshaun Watson, and then also probably you're going to have a matchup between LaFleur and Rodgers or McVay and Stafford now. Like, oh, man, these are going to be great. Brady and freaking Arians, too. This is going to be... NFC could be quality if you throw Deshaun in there. So, Dill, where do you want to see him go? And are there any other teams that you think should not be considering trading for Deshaun Watson? No, I mean, I think you hit just about all of them as far as which ones not to hit. Um, Tampa? Did we say Tampa? Yeah. Okay. Does you're saying yeah, Tampa. I, I Tampa. Okay, okay. For sure. sure. I think it would be really appealing if maybe... You know, the Jags were like, hey, you know, let's put something together. Maybe Urban doesn't want a rookie quarterback. A full reset of, like, the Texans, too. Like, just get a couple picks. Get the first pick. Just try to do it again with yeah, Trevor. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, we'll have to see what Urban Meyer ends up wanting to do. But, I mean, I think that would be intriguing, having him, you know, in the South. I think that him with Urban would be a good – like, he has that flair of, like, a college system kind of quarterback, but he's also gotten way better in, the like, a pro setting, uh, Deshaun. The off-script plays, the schoolyard, the backyard plays, whatever. Right. However you want to chop that up. And then I think <clears throat> that – so the Colts and the Jags, I think, would be intriguing for sure because then also he would be playing the Texans four times a year total. Well, two each, but, like – you know, potential of those four games. And then, uh, I mean, the Broncos, I don't think, found the answer with Drew Locke. I don't think he's a lock at all. So no. they've been struggling to find a quarterback since Peyton left. And they have good talent on offense. They, uh, I think that Vic Fangio 
could be the guy if they just find a quarterback. So their defense is good, like for the most part. Yeah, and Von Miller wasn't even in. Right, he didn't <clears> play. I mean, so, that would be a good spot. I think it'd be cool to see him in a Denver uniform too. The orange with Sean. Yeah. 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 And he'd be with uh, <clears throat> good old Patty in the division. What about uh? I think that'd be a fun matchup. What about tossing Teddy Bridgewater? Over there and, and some picks. Getting Deshaun and the Carolina Panthers uni. Just looking nice. I just like those uniforms, honestly. So. They're going to be fun. Yeah. Falcons, just a swap. Maddie for Deshaun. couple picks. That would be a... Uh, I would be wary of that one if I were the Texans, but... I yeah. mean, you know he wants out, so I feel like the price has got to go down a little bit. Yeah, the well, Andy's got a no-trade clause. Like, they they screwed themselves with that. Yeah. They can't just be like, here, go to the Jets, suck it up. Right, no. <clears throat> like, he can be like, Even though he wants nah, to. No, maybe like, not. Right, <clears throat> I know. But. He had mentioned at one point that he would rather go to the Jets than the Dolphins. All right, Dill, we got to get it on, on the mic. Because I've seen some rumors. Baker... A first, and Odell for Deshaun. I don't think that's a fair trade. I think there was more coming back your way, but I don't remember what it was, so I didn't want to say it incorrectly. I don't know, man. I think that Baker kind of allowed himself to earn a contract. Uh, and yeah, the fan I'm with base. you. I'm with you. Like, but man, I'd be, after like what he did, I would be disappointed to not let him have another chance. That's fair. Not that, like, I wouldn't be, like, hyped about Deshaun Watson, but it's, like, for the last couple of years, I've kind of gone back and forth, like, oh, Baker's the guy. Oh, no, just... he's not. Okay, now he is. So I think that just with, like, the fluctuation of the emotions with him, that he earned the respect and the trust, that it's his team, the locker room dynamic. I think him and Stefanski worked well together, and I, I think that he's going to improve under Stefanski even more. Yeah, but like, think about Deshaun and how much he could improve under Skavansky. He's never had a good coach. And think about this, too. Like, you, the Ravens have a good running game. Obviously, Lamar's like a different kind of runner. We can't, that's not a comparison. But Chubb, Hunt, and Deshaun Watson, all guys who can just rip off a 40 yard run at any time. Like, yeah. Man, oh, man. And you, if you could still keep Jarvis. Or like maybe you can keep Odell in that because he's been he's coming off injury and maybe it's Baker and some picks, like maybe that's more palatable as well. Like and you still have all the weapons and Deshaun, and he's got the line and the defense. Like, could be a way to just be like, listen, we're going for it, boys. Come on, let's see what Pat Mahomes has got. I don't know. I think if we Cleveland, uh, that is, if we focus on. First of all, getting our guys healthy, because not having Olivier Vernon, not having our safeties and cornerbacks all year, like our secondary was depleted the entire year. We couldn't tackle very well. So if we get some linebackers, maybe you know an inside rusher or somebody who can be on the outside of uh, Miles Garrett, I think that if we have a good duo, you know, on the line, we're just a couple defensive pieces away and. You know, be a totally different story. So, I'm not. I'm not trying to run Baker out of town by any means. I just saw it and I was like, man, that is an intriguing conversation. 
it could be interesting to, if the Texans were to put together some kind of special package for him. But another one I saw that I thought would be cool. Um, I don't know what. Like, it would be, like, if the Giants would pull it, but it was, like, Daniel Jones, Saquon, and a pick or two and get him in New York, just big market. But then, like, what the heck do they have besides Joe Judge? I guess the Wayne train, he was pretty good, I'll be honest with you. And, he, and he's a Clemson boy. Is Wayne he? Was I didn't know good, that. I wouldn't ship out Daniel Jones and Saquon for Deshaun, I don't think. Not Man, I, 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 I would. That's a huge upgrade. I would. Yeah. Deshaun for Danny? And, no, well, that's not... I know, that's a huge upgrade. I'm just saying yeah, Saquon yeah. is, like, a top-tier talent, like... At for, the sure. for sure. For yeah, sure. But he gets all nicked up a little bit, low-key. Well, sure. Deshaun Watson's had some injuries, too. Uh, there's no doubt. Well, not as many, but Saquon's have been bad. Well, I just ACLs. think you can get... Like, also, too... This is a lot... We're tangenting, for sure. Deshaun's career can last a lot longer, I think, than Saquon's because the running back's career is shorter. So Saquon might be good for these next three, four, five maybe years, whatever. But Deshaun Watson could be good for like ten years and like mega good. So I just think if anyone that is like thinking about doing it, you should put all your chips on the table and go get him because he's a guy that you can't just find. Like I would say besides – Pat Mahomes, he'd be like the next guy I'd, I'd want to start my franchise with. Besides, like maybe Rogers if he's in a good mood. <laughs> if he's in a good mood. <laughs> Josh Allen now too. You might consider him. Lamar. Josh Allen looks good. He looks really good. If he has another year like that, he'd be in that conversation for sure. Getting him a weapon like Diggs was a huge move. Yeah. Speaking of huge moves, the Rams made a huge move. Let's move on to topic two. Are you going stats team over there, Bill? Oh, no. I thought you were. Okay. Excuse me. Do you guys think the Rams gave up too much here in their trade to get Matthew Matthew Stafford? Excuse me. Um, And does this make them a surefire contender now? Um, It was a 2022-2023 first-round pick. Third round pick in 2021, and also Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford, and they got a. Did they get a first back or a third back or something? So they got or just Stafford. They got a 2022 and a 2023 first rounder and a third round this year, and Jared Goff. I'm saying, didn't the Rams get a pick back or no? Uh, I didn't see that. I was just double checking that because I thought they might have, but I. Know, it could have been some shoddy early reporting I saw as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, just getting it, getting the story out, not getting the facts completely right. It's a game people like to play. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think they gave up too much? Still, I'll go with you first. The ranch, that is. No, I, I think that Matthew Stafford, if he would have been on a decent team or on like with a decent franchise. He could have been, like, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, if he had any sort of Super Bowl um, appearances won or victories. Um, So I was doing a little bit of research as far as, like, I know that he's good at having the fourth quarter comebacks or the game-winning drives. So since 2011, 
He's had the most game-winning drives of 22. He's had 38 total in his career. And he's had the most fourth-quarter comebacks with 19 since 2011 and 31 total. Back in 2016 was his year of his highest output, it looked like, with eight of the nine wins that Detroit had were fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives. Like, the dude can get it done in the clutch with nothing. (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> right. I don't. Okay, I'm not gonna say. He did have one guy who because is because Calvin Johnson, sure, Hall of Fame finalist, top 15 sure. finalist right now. Could as be a, a could be a first ballot Hall of Famer as a team, but that also proves like Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. He made Calvin Johnson. No, not he didn't make him, but he's throwing him balls that Calvin Johnson can go get to be a first potential ballot Hall of Famer. You know, in like I mean? a seven year career, right? <clears throat> Short career, correct? Yeah. So I think that Monster for the, for the Rams, it's a it's a huge win. Just getting a guy who can do it on his own if need be, you know. And they have weapons on the offensive li- uh, side. Yes, dude. They have a good sure. offensive line. I think that uh, having Cam Akers with, as a running back, like he's a beast. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's good first. Like some weird, like a weird move like that. Right. So <clears throat> just get another solid defensively. I think that, you know, with McVay, I think that he's going to be a good fit. I also think that they're going to not do the check down ball all the time now. They're going to launch that thing, dude. Like, they're going to whip it around the yard. And for the Lions, I mean, new head coach, new era. Uh, You get some good picks. Um, Now, granted, they're not going to be in, like, my assumption at least, they're not going to be in the uh, top half of the – uh, pick category as far as like top 16 but I mean you're still getting a good amount of picks for an older quarterback and you're getting an, a young quarterback who has something to prove you know yeah um I love Jared Goff I think he's a great dude I think he's a decent quarterback like very Andy Dalton Esque to me, just was in L.A. Just Cali bro, Andy Dalton. He's like an he's like an Alex Smith for me, a little bit of a game manager. Okay, yeah, but like I don't know. He doesn't sling it like he, d- he had. He's had Andy. some. That game against the Saints was not a game Andy Dalton ever has though, or Alex Smith has. You know what I mean? In the NFC Championship, excuse me. I mean, you guys knew what the game I was talking about because it was a game where it's just like not an average quarterback has it, but. He's kind of a guy who's got to have everything go right for him to be good, and I'm, hopefully he can get everything going right for him in Detroit because it seemed like McVay was not in on Jared Goff anymore, which was clearly apparent since they, they paid a price to get rid of him, which a lot of people are saying is too high. I don't think it was too high because they got rid of the quarterback that they didn't want for a quarter, a top 10 quarterback, potentially even you know better now in the McVay system with a decent offensive line with some weapons, with a franchise that's interested in winning and keeping him healthy and, like, you know, trying to not make sure his back is broken in the middle of the season. Um, <clears throat> I'm so happy for him. I, I Me too. I'm like brand thrilled. New stadium. I'm thrilled. Goff got the initial year, okay, but get Stafford in there with some fans. I've always liked uh, Matthew Stafford. He's yep. a, like, such a good dude from what I understand and everything I've read and heard about him. So I'm really glad for him. He's also got a like chip on his shoulder a little bit too, a kind of thing where it's like, yeah, maybe now I can actually go win some games and like I don't have to just get my butt kicked by Aaron Rodgers and not stand a chance in this division. And 
I don't know. I I think it's it's a hefty price, but it's a price you got to pay for a player like that. Like, if you want to go get Matthew Stafford, you want to go get Deshaun Watson. I mean, well, if like not that he's Patrick Mahomes, but if you wanted to go get Patrick Mahomes, like it's not going to be a first round pick. You're going to have to pay a price for a franchise quarterback. He has been the Detroit Lions for as long as I can remember, since they were 0 16. You know, since they weren't even a winnable team. Yeah. And so now this is the price you have to pay to take a franchise away from someone, basically. And that's a weird thing to say, but that's what you have what they're doing here. And they're giving away Goff because they don't want him. And they went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. So to think that they're not going to be a contender now, I think is is just not a good way of thinking because they have two of the most impactful defenders in the game, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. They have no first-round picks forever. So they're incentivized to win. And now they have a top 10 caliber quarterback with weapons, like you mentioned, Dill. So I think this is a great trade um, on all sides. You know, Detroit maybe doesn't – I think they can potentially cut Jared Goff if they don't want him and just not pay him. But I think they're going to keep him and try to, you know, build around him, hopefully. So we'll see. Um, I, I don't think that the Rams are going to score, what, three points in the Super Bowl if they get back again? No. They're going to be high-powered offense now, like for real. Like all the stuff that thing, all the like, stuff that the Niners are doing and like the Packers are doing, like that stuff McVay's wanted to do, he just hasn't had the guy to do it. I believe. Like remember, he was the genius that started all that stuff a little bit. <clears throat> and Matthew Stafford can throw all those diagonal throws that Goff was doing, and he can make his own plays. He's a really right. cerebral quarterback as well. So I don't know, Doge. What do you think about this trade? Do you think it's too much? Do you think they're a contender now, or do you think they have to go through? I guess the Bucks. Would be the the team to go through now, but. Well, I think this definitely puts them in a little bit better contention than well, the position they were at with either Walford or Goff leading the helm. Um, yeah, Walford. Yeah, I don't think it's too much to pay because not only are you paying, you know, with picks to get Stafford, but you're also paying probably a first rounder just to get rid of Goff's contract. Yeah. Which I think Detroit would still take a cap hit if they were to release him, but. That was a big contract sure. on on LA's books. That you know, after that after that uh, season where they went to the Super Bowl, you know, it seemed like it was maybe going to be a good idea that it worked well with their system. But clearly, McVeigh was not happy with golf uh, reports coming out towards the end of this season. So yeah. they were ready to get rid of him anyway and move on. And uh, I think Stafford, being the gunslinger that he is, you know, if they can get a few more solid years out of him while they're without first-round picks while they still can contend, then this is the time to make that push and try to make it happen. Otherwise, you're going to be wasting a few years with some real studs like you were talking about, Teach, and having Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey over on the defensive side. And, you know, as Cam Akers kind of moves into his own, uh, you know, you don't want to take advantage while you can. So I think this is a great move for them. Lions were ready to change systems, like Dill was saying, new coach, new system. Uh, this is a perfect time for them to part ways, and I think it was a good deal for for everyone really involved. Dale, I know you mentioned this off-air, but I also saw it on Twitter. Marvin Jones is also trying to go follow Matt Stafford and sign with the Rams, so they might have another weapon. Yeah. Um, and Cooper Cup, is, Cooper Cup is super nice, and Robert Woods is super nice, and they have some good tight ends too. And I'm sure that if you know you bring in Marvin Jones, like they're just going to be able to launch balls. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have another good, who's their other good receiver? Um, Reynolds, right? Josh Reynolds. Yeah, he's super good too. And then Speedy. If Van Jefferson ever 
they'll probably sign John Ross and he'll be sick and it'll suck. <laughs> I haven't forgot yeah, about you, John. Somewhere that's good for him. He's yeah. been booty cheeks for Cincinnati. I have nightmares about him signing with the Chiefs and being just Tyreek Hill again. Yeah. Because he's mean, just that's fast. That's kind of receiver, though, is the just really fast. Yeah, just fast. Short route type of player. Like, Cole Hardman's the same way. Pittman's the same way. Yep. We'll see, though, man. All right. Let's move on to the second quarter here. Our new NFL coaching um, job, power rankings. So let's go around and rank these coaches in terms of their chance for success and I guess fit slash culture with the team as well, too. So I'll read the list, and then we can go from um, – I'll let you go first, Doge, in your power rankings. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars signed Urban Meyer. Former Fox analyst, OSU coach as well, college coach. New York Jets signed uh, defensive coordinator from the 49ers, Robert Salah. Atlanta Falcons signed Titans offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. Chargers signed Rams defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. The Lions signed Dan. We'll take a kneecap. Campbell, former assistant in for the Saints. Excuse me. The Philadelphia Eagles signed Colts offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni. And the Texans signed David Culley, former Ravens wide receivers coach. Noted fourth oldest coach in the NFL, Dave Culley. Not sure. Is that head coach or just coach? Um, I don't know. I think coach. He's pretty old. Crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly it doesn't seem to be somebody that Deshaun was looking for. So, mm-hmm. Doge, you have the floor. Yeah, so I really like signings by the Falcons and the Eagles to start off. Falcons getting Arthur Smith in, Titans OC, really liked what he did um, with the Titans offense with Tannehill, Derrick Henry. Um, You know, they really brought out a passing game that I never thought I would see from Tannehill. Really big improvements in the last couple years, so I liked his offense and what they were able to build around those guys. So hopefully they can get, you know, Another few years out of out of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and just see what happens there. Um, but I like that signing. I like that that signing there. The Eagles signing as well, Nick Sirianni. Uh, I thought the Colts had been really running a, a solid offense as well, bringing Philip Rivers in and instantly contending right away with a new system. Uh, that was something pretty impressive. So I was glad he was able to get a head coaching job, and you know. That entire division is up for grabs where the Eagles are. You know, nobody's really taking charge of the NFC East. So I think he can get in there and succeed right away. Um, I'd say next on my list would be Urban Meyer. Um, Just because I like the guy. I'm not saying I I have a whole lot of confidence in college football coaches coming over and, and doing great because Nick Saban, probably one of the best, if not the best college football coach of all time, came over and tried to coach the Miami Dolphins, and it just didn't work, and he went right back to college. So we'll have to see how Urban does, but I really like him. Loved him when he was on Florida, obviously. But, uh, you know, he's just a likable guy, and I, I hope he does well, you know, with the picks that uh, that Jacksonville's going to provide him here. Hopefully he takes a stud right away. Um, after that, I would have to say Chargers would probably be my next favorite signing um, there with the Rams defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. Obviously, they had some uh, studs, as we just mentioned, on their defense that kind of beefed up that that system. But uh, I liked that defensive 
system under McVeigh and obviously Brandon Staley being at the helm of that. Um, I think him earning a head coaching job <clears throat> is pretty nice, and then he gets to stay in L.A. too. So good for them. Good for them. Um, the Jets signing would probably be next. Uh, obviously Robert coming over from 49ers D. Another good system that I really enjoyed, so I would put them at the, you know, at number five of the list of seven here. Sure. The the line signing here, Dan Campbell, um, (laughs) former assistant in New Orleans, not my favorite signing. Is it an upgrade for Matt Patricia? I don't know. You know, will he try to write with a number two pencil on a laminated piece of paper? We'll find out. You never know. (laughs) You never know. That was a big Matt Patricia thing, so... We'll see, but then I don't think... They're don't taking think kneecaps, that's what we do know. Yeah. My gosh. But of all the signings, I think uh, I think David Coley going to the Texans, like, I'm, I'm not really sure what the Texans are doing. Dude, what uh, in the heck are they doing with their franchise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a wide receivers coach, you know, wasn't even running an offense or a defense. Um, He's been a wide receivers like coach for the Ravens. Who don't have any good wide receivers, dude? Exactly. Exactly. And then he was one for another team that has also had awful wide receivers. I forget what team it was before that that he worked for for like 20 years. Yeah, and I don't like, know if they were uh, you know, using that analytics company to come in and hire people again or, or what they were doing, but so, I don't like that at all. <clears throat> like you said, T, fourth oldest coach in the NFL. Um, they're clearly not trying to start any sort of young new system unless right. he's got some... <laughs> Some crazy things he's been working on as the Ravens wide receivers coach, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't like that signing really at all. I'd put them at the bottom of the power rankings for for new coaches for sure, without a doubt. So he was their assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, and passing game coordinator. So he had multiple things. What does assistant head coach yeah, even sure. do? I'm, I'm, I'm sure that probably just sounded really stupid. I'm sure, but what's that? Is it like when Hugh Jackson was the special assistant to Marvin Lewis? That's what I'm saying. Like, does he just have a title? Yeah. Potentially. So then the wide receivers coach, who is for the Eagles for 11 years. Uh, Terrible, dude. 12 years, it looks Terrible like. Terrible receivers besides Terrell Owens. Who, Steelers back in the 90s. Yeah, Buccaneers in the good. 90s. But those people came into the league. Those people came to their team good. It's not like he, like, made them good. Sean yeah. Jackson was just fast as a rookie. It was like, this guy, we got to right. get him the ball. Like, T.O., I mean, he was just T.O. I'm with you. I think that... He just doesn't seem like, an, like why don't you just go get Eric Bieniemy? Seems like he's a pretty good candidate. Okay, so him. that was going to be one of the things I, I was going to kind of just throw out there. Like, who... Are there any teams that still have an opening? I don't think so that I know of. So this year, everyone's like... Phil. Yeah. All of the coaches are super young, except for this guy. Right. And they're... They, maybe they... Dude, just to think how close the Texans were a couple years ago, or like in the last decade, to like if they had a quarterback, they'd be fine. If they and then now oh. they just completely swapped to they have a great quarterback, franchise quarterback, franchise wide defense receiver. is a mess, everything's a mess, and they can't figure it out now. So anyway, um, I would be. But I was gonna ask like where when is enemy gonna get the opportunity? Because here's the thing, I'll tell you. Because the Chiefs always go to the Super Bowl. Incoming hot take. Andy Reid retires. Bienemy takes over this year. Poof, Chiefs win. No way. 
I'm hot take. I just said hot take and coming. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. Like, well, hot and that's take. why he just goes into the he goes in these interviews and he's like, "Bro, I'm just gonna coach Pat Mahomes when Andy's done. So just don't even. It's like not even worth trying to peep it. He's just like, I'm just staying. I'm not even actually here. I'm just doing it for the right. He's like, I'm just gonna rack Super Bowl role. appearances and then also get them when I stay head coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty sweet. That would not be a bad gig for him. No. It'd be better than the Texans game. There's no doubt. Um. Okay. I'll give my power rankings here, and I'm going back to front, and I'm definitely leaving the Texans there at seven. There's no need to even talk about it. Brutal. Number six. While he could end up being a good, like, coach for real, Nick Sirianni from the Eagles. Tough interview, man. Tough interview. I mean, he looked he looked like me trying to give a high school speech, man. It was just wasn't coming out the right way. Hitting all the cliches. Um. But he certainly could be good. I know he's familiar with the team, familiar with Wentz. So there's a chance he could bring him back to life. So maybe this isn't a bad pick, but I could also see it going horribly wrong where they like brought him in to bring Wentz and then Wentz is just bad and it's like, yikes, this is not good. Um, I'm going here, number five. Doge is number one, Arthur Smith. While I do think the Falcons have a chance to still be good under him, his interview was also incredibly vanilla. Where I'm like, man, this guy's coaching the Falcons? Like, they're usually like a... You know, hyped up, fiery team. And he just seemed like... He was just like... Hey, man, I'm Arthur Smith. We're gonna go out there. We're gonna sling the rock. You know, blah, blah, blah. We're good. So, I just think he didn't fit with Atlanta very well. But maybe I'm wrong, and he's just out there... Fired up on the field, slinging the rock. And it's great. I have no idea. In terms of fit, this is why I put this guy number four. Dan Campbell. Dirty Detroit Dan. He just kind of fits Detroit, you know? Just that press conference was like, what is this, man? Like this is a this is a lot of this is extra. Like what are you we're taking out kneecaps and I mean this is part we're of around here game, fighting you know? people. He knows Greg Williams probably. He's like, hey, look, like, right. I know all about this. I think this play style will be great in Detroit. I'm 6'5", big freaking dude. I'll just rule over people. What's funny is for as, like, hyper and as, like, intense as that guy is, Jared Goff is, at, like, the opposite is just Polar. cool. Like, just like, Polar opposite. hey, man, what's good, man? I'm Jared. Like, we could walk up to him right now and he'd be like, oh, what's good, guys? Like, how are you? And be like... Hey Jared, like really cool to see you. Like you seem like a great guy. We'd love to have you on the show. He'd be like, "Oh, what time? Like let me just swing by. I'll just come over to the place. We'll just rip I'll, it real quick." I'll bring quick. some clubs and we can right. I'll just play like, on the golf course. Right, the golf course. Right. Um, <clears throat> geez, that was nice. Right. <laughs> but either way, I I just think that it's just he fits well there, and I think that'll be a funny dynamic. Um, but if you're gonna ask me who's gonna be better, I would probably say Falcons are gonna probably be a better team. Um, number three, right with you, Doge, as well. Urban Meyer and the Jags. Yes. He just kind of has, he's got that Florida vibes. He's going to have the fans there. Uh, they're going to have the number one pick, so he's going to be able to go get a quarterback that he wants, so he's not going to be able to complain about that. Like, well, I never got the guy I wanted. It's like, you can go get him right now if you want. 
Or you can trade for him, like we've mentioned, too. Like, you have the number one pick. People are interested in that. Um, I, I, I think he just kind of fits there. I just don't. I really don't see them being good. I don't think he'll be successful in the NFL. I don't know why. I just think one of I guess my biggest thing, which is probably a dumb thing in the NFL, I'm sure he'll be able to translate offense and stuff, but he was such a major recruiter and you can't necessarily recruit in the NFL. So he's not gonna be able to go out and get five star talent every year and load up. So I just don't know and not a lot of people would like going down to Jacksonville. It's not like really a huge free agent destination maybe it will be now because all of his former players are going to want to come you know play for him again hypothetically just get a bunch of gators and buckeyes out there which if you're putting together a team wouldn't be necessarily a bad idea it's a good start on us right it's good certainly a good starting point like you said if you get alabama in there you're, you're golden um <clears throat> so yeah i think urban and the jags good fit not sure they're going to be successful um my number two guy brandon staley with la um, I think that he has been a great defensive coordinator for the Rams. While he might not have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, kind of like you mentioned, Doge, he does have kind of a weird, like, freaky-deaky caliber defender in Derwin James, who can play anywhere. And um, if they get, um, what is it, Cameron Maben back as well. Uh, I know he's a free Bosa. agent. And, Bo- and obviously, yeah, Bosa as well. So... They've got some good defenders that he can work with. Um, their cornerbacks are really good too. If I'm not, I just forget their names off the top of my head. So he has a good defense to work with there. He's got Herbert to figure out with on offense, especially if they go get a good offensive coordinator. I'm not sure um, who they have, so I apologize. But I think he fits there. He's been in LA. It's kind of like you can have that like Rams Chargers kind of battle now, like offense versus defense, McVay versus Staley. Um, kind of thing if you want to get that going a little bit. Um, but I just think he's going to fit there because they're gonna their defense is going to be good and he's going to come in and make an impact um, on that team. And Anthony Lynn was a good coach, but they just weren't, weren't very polished. So I think he hopefully can bring that polished Rams kind of vibe to the Chargers, and I think that'll definitely be the case. Number one for me, um, Robert Salah from the Jets. I just think that he was the best candidate out there in terms of coaching candidate. Maybe Brandon Staley as well is up there, but his defense for the 49ers was really good. He seems like the type of guy that can really get people fired up and that you can really get a fan base behind, which is important, like kind of be the face of a city. He seems like he's kind of rugged um, and, you know, has had to, like, you know, work real hard and is like a gritty kind of guy just like the Jets are. They're not, like... You know, super polished New York team. They're kind of like one of the dirtier. Not, I don't know, dirty is the wrong word, but like kind of down in the dumps, like New York teams. Like, like grimy. Yeah, right. Just like not everybody's like. Grimy might be worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but just like, I just think he fits there and he's going to, you know, hopefully bring some life to that team and not be all. He might have some crazy eyes like Gase, but they're going to be crazy for like winning and actually putting on defense, not because he popped a smelling salt or whatever before the interview like he's a guy that you can really get behind and you i don't think you're gonna have too many weird moments where you're like what the heck are the jets doing anymore i think this guy's smart guy and i think he's gonna make some right moves and get the jets at least to be competent again like you know when rex ryan was there so um that's my list still what about yours give me your power rankings here all right well i'll start from the back as well oh okay uh so Having the Texans with David Culley, 
I just don't see the fit. It's a no-brainer. Um, He's trash. Just seems seems odd. You know what I mean? Like if if he does end up being successful, it's gonna be the biggest shock to me. Do you see one of his quotes? Uh. Uh-uh. He said, "I the Texans picked me because I know that Deshaun Watson will be our quarterback next year, or something oh, like that." Yeah, like that's just why like, that's like the biggest reason why I took right, the job. Right. Yeah. Um. Well. It's when you oversell and under uh, under deliver. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think right. following Jeez. that up, uh, I would say the Lions just because I just don't know in that division with where things are. I think Minnesota had a really down year, but they're going to be better. I think if Chicago has a, a way to find a quarterback or if some reason they stick with Trubisky and he's just like decent again and. Uh, Matt Nagy actually like gets him to play like he did a couple years ago. Um, they're going to be you know a tough out in that division. May not win the division, but those interdivision games are going to be tough. And then I think the Packers are going to be solid moving forward. So I think that he has one of the toughest jobs ahead of him, uh, being Dan Campbell. It is so. Yeah. Um, I got Texans, Lions, uh, then the Eagles. You know, I honestly like I just don't. I didn't see the qualification of why this guy. He was a QB is... coach when Wentz was his MVP, like MVP. Sirianni. Yeah, with Frank Reich. Like that's like he was like working with him every day, I guess. So like the thought is like, if that we're gonna if we're gonna revive out, Carson Wentz, it's got to be this guy because they like gelled real <clears> well <throat> together, and we're not gonna be able to pull Frank Reich from the Colts. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's like bringing in Doug Peterson again without bringing in Doug Peterson. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that was just such a tough interview that it was like, man, this guy might be in over his head. But um, after that, he just might not be media like have been media trained and stuff or right. whatever. You know, like what his mean? team did not do him well on that. Right. Um, after that, I think coming up, this could be the biggest flop. I think that Robert Salah oh, could man. be the biggest flop of this, where everyone gives him all the hype. He certainly has he has big boom bust potential. There's right. no doubt. And everyone gives him the hype. You know, he's going to be that guy who coaches for a year and then next thing you know, he uh, goes back to being a DC somewhere. You know what I mean? And then he's just like an all time defensive coordinator type guy. Whereas, like, uh, who's the big MFer that was Texans? I cannot remember. Old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the Browns situation with Romeo. Like, eh, it wasn't really a good fit. And then he's been a great defensive coordinator. Um, was that Wade Phillips? Right. He's a free agent coach right now. So I think like Wade Phillips, I'm like begging Mike Brown, Mike Brown, this is a public announcement to you, real quick. Please bring in Wade Phillips. We'd be so damn good. Like those kind of defensive coordinators that go to being head coaches. You know, I just historically haven't seen that that big hype move of like bringing in the best DC. Now, granted, there's a reason why they become was good. But then the Vikings have just kind of fallen off since the Kirk. Movement. Yeah, but is that I was gonna say is that his fault or just Kirk Cousins just being Kirk Cousins? I think that's just too much money sent over to Kirk, guaranteed when they brought him on. Right, and that's not necessarily his move, though. Right, right. So, uh, okay, so the Jets, and then I think that the Falcons, um, you know, being the third pick in my or the third best pick for head coaching position, I think that. The Falcons have like a pretty good overall team. They just need to be a little bit healthier. 
I think that with one of the best wide receivers in the game, you just figure out the quarterback situation. I'm pretty situation. sure Matt Ryan's on, like, going to be gone this offseason. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you figure out the quarterback situation or you can figure out how to keep him and, and make him happy again because he's a good quarterback. He just needs a little bit of time People dog being on older. him for no reason. Right. He's good, man. Right. Natty Ice? I mean, like, yeah. well, Matty Ice? Natty Ice? I mean, he's an all-natural kind of guy. He's just a good old dude. Talk about another guy I'd love um, to see on the 49ers. Get him with Shanahan again. That'd be fun. Come on. Um, Give it to me. Plus, Arthur Smith being the son of the founder of FedEx, you know, I think that he has... Oh, uh, yeah, that's that guy. Yeah. Fucking goober. Like, the dude's dad's just five and a half bill net worth. Like, Could dude's just... trying to make a name for himself. Like, hey, I'm not just going to be daddy's little spoiled brat. Like, I'm going to do something on my own. Like, good for him, you know? 38-year-old Arthur Smith. Um, let's see. Boring interview, man. Dude, I'm I just think it's you. because when you're... you Okay, so you can go one of two ways when your family's like that, where you're like super arrogant, ignorant, rich dude, or you're just like the low-key, I know where I'm from, I don't really need to bring attention to that kind of stuff. It seemed and... to me like he was like almost like one of those guys who was like, I'm super smart, but I'm not a great speaker kind of guy sure you know what i mean like well you know how mcveigh is just like brilliant and also like just super personable add is hell if you could take away the super personal part of mcveigh like that might be what arthur smith is potentially especially if his dad's super like wealthy he might have been able to get it on real education and stuff and get his brain all yeah fired the, up. and the titans offenses look pretty good for the most part over the last couple of years under his his way yeah, like dush said he revitalized Tannehill, like, out of nowhere. So, I think that the Chargers coming in second, I think that they already have a pretty good team, and that's the reason why um, Anthony Lynn got fired is because they just totally underachieved. Getting yeah. their guys healthy again, you know, same same story, just different book. As far as when you have a healthy team, you can live up to your potential, but without that part of um part of the team like it's so hard to achieve when you have the biggest players on your team out and that can be a coaching thing like he's got his old staff around it's just like hey man these guys are not cutting it anymore right they gotta go and hypothetically i think that the chargers i mean for him that's a great spot he's young they have a good team apparently herbert's actually really good um, setting all sorts of rookie it. records, beating out Baker and some Freaking Burrow things. would have broke his record. I'm pissed, sure. I'm pissed about that. Man. For sure. Pissed about all that. Um, and then having a brand new stadium, what else could you ask for? You know what I mean? Uh, you didn't even have to relocate. Fan, I mean, fans You're in the, the same seats, city. And then I think that, you know, with that being left out, I think Urban Meyer, to your point of, like, being a good recruiter, I think that's going to play a huge role for him where – he can get those free agents. I think they gave him a lot of leeway on bringing guys in and having that flexibility of like, hey, look, this is our plan. And I think Urban, dude, he hasn't had a season. He's been coaching. I was just looking at it. Uh, his worst season he ever had as a head coach is 8-5 and five with the Gators the year after their championship with uh, Tebow and that whole squad leaving for the NFL. And they had however many first-rounders. And then they had an eight and five year with. There's um, just no non-conference. We're playing sure. Florida Atlantic. You don't. There's none of that. There, yeah. You don't get that. They are that team. Their roster is that team. So, he's had one year of five losses. 
He's had one year of four losses, and then everything else is three or under. And I get that it's college, but the dude just knows how to win. He's 12-3 and three in bowl games. A lot of his quarterbacks, though, would not and have not won in the NFL. Like, I know, I don't know if that translates, but, like, Tebow, not great. A lot of the Ohio State guys, JT Barrett, not great. Cardell Jones, not in the league. Both those guys, not in the league. Maybe that's because they didn't have Urban there. Like, I mean, does that go to show you that? Does that go to show you that Urban can win with a shit quarterback? No, it means in college, if you have a mobile quarterback and you have a smart coach, you can out scheme anybody. I don't think that's the case in the NFL. Well, and I think he could be good. There's no doubt. And one thing that I think is really going for him is he has respect from Florida fans, where they're not going to give him a year and be like, "Oh my God, like we're terrible. We got to get him out of here." They could, they might give him his whole damn contract where they could be awful, and be like, "Well, it's Urban. We might as well bring him back again. He hasn't gotten his guys in yet, you know." Like that could be something that really could play well for him. Is that he's in Florida? Mm-hmm. Like people remember the one the wins that he's had from before. And he also probably has the worst starting spot out of any of these guys. I think so I saw has... this dude, but I think I saw that all of his starting quarterbacks have only won one playoff game, and that was Tebow, the Bronco game. Yeah, against the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, in the NFL. Love it. Great win. Tebow time. But not a lot of success, is my point. Cam Newton, if you want, but he never started there. Go ahead. You can look it up, too. I think he's produced the most uh, minor league baseball talent from his football teams as well. Look it up. Tebow, nah. shouts out. <laughs> <laughs> shouts out. You had a point, though, Dale. You had a point. I know you did. No, I, I just think that whereas some of these coaches' expectations out of the gate are going to be to win, um, the Jags have depleted their roster. So it, it, it could be something where they don't really get a lot of wins the first you know year or two, and, but you see bits and pieces of like, okay, this could work scheme-wise. Yeah. Um, and I think that one thing that Urban's been able to do is that he gets the most out of his team – so they might be competitive in games, similar to how the Browns were before this year, where they're competitive, but they lose. And then, like the Browns now, we actually won a lot of those games this year. So, you know, maybe year three is when the Jags finally start winning those close games and not having something where the team just edges them out last minute. But I don't expect teams to blow them out. I hope that he can deal with the losing, kind of like how Saban couldn't really deal with it or like how he's had some health issues and some stressful times. Like, hopefully that doesn't mega stress them out when they're just like, hey, man, we're 2-10 right now, just, like, in it. We suck. Like, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence is sweet, but we're not cutting it, but we're going to look good next year or something. Like, I don't know. Hopefully that's something he can deal with because, obviously, like you said, he's only lost three games or four games. Like, My hope is that the offseason he gets a little bit, you know, more of a – more of a downtime where he has to spend less time in the recruiting bit. They've got general managers that can work on contracts right. in the NFL. Hopefully he can just focus on the scheme and the team relationships and the, everything there, and maybe that'll take a little off of his plate. But who knows? To say that the NFL would be less stressful than college would be, you know, a tough, <laughs> right. a tough sell. But I, don't, know, yeah. I, I agree with you. I hope none of the health issues he's had um, – come back now that he's joining into a, a bigger league, obviously. One more final point. I know we're just ranking them all and we're just hitting all over here, but 
In college, it's you're you're playing for something different. In the NFL, you're playing for a paycheck and to win. In college, you're playing to win, but there's just a bit more, like the school pride and stuff. Like there's no team. Like maybe there's some team pride in some cases, but and I know for like the Bengals, team pride hasn't been a thing sometimes. Um, Browns, that certainly has been a thing. Now, I would say for sure, like obviously fan pride, but like the actual players, like in the locker room and stuff. So. I don't know, maybe it won't work for him, but I th- certainly think he's going to be able to captivate the Florida scene. So, All right, let's move on to halftime here, boys. Um, Doge, I'll have you go first here. Give us a little uh, little point on where, the, where we can find the Clubhouse-specific uh, social media accounts. So you can find us on Facebook. It is The Clubhouse. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's going to be clubhouse underscore TCSN um, for the Cheap Seats Network. So give us a follow there. We're revamping our social media a little bit, going to be posting a lot more. So yeah. uh, just keep an eye out for a lot more postings here for when pods come out and for other content throughout the week. And uh, we look forward to interacting with you guys on those accounts. No doubt. Yeah, we're looking forward to getting more active. It's going to be exciting. Getting more pods, getting more posts. Love it. Dill, where can we find the uh, Cheap Seats Network uh, social media stuff here? All right. So on Facebook, the Cheap Seats Network. Okay. And for Twitter, Mm -hmm. as of now, it's still at the Cheap Seats SN. This could be the last one, folks. We might still have to just toss it in there anyway. What does the SN stand for? Tell us you you got to go first. I'm thinking of one. Super null. Dude, <laughs> I was gonna just say like sad news, like it's the last one. It's yeah. it's super null Sunday. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Okay, sure. Yeah, and so I was I was actually originally thinking smelly nulls. I was close, but that's a K. Steroidical. Right. What was that one? Steroidical. <laughs> Steroidal. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're so asinine. I don't even remember half of them anymore. Um, okay. Steroidical. <laughs> no. So. Come on. SN stands for at the cheap seats SN for. Hmm. Smelly news. Whew. Okay. Where it just stinks. Just sad. But you were very close with yours. Like that's yeah. it's the same emotion I was trying to evoke. There. I got one letter right. Take it, take it to the bank. On the last one, one, one letter of the two. We'll take it. We'll take it, and we'll take it. And we'll move on. Third quarter here. Road to the Super Bowl. Um, real quick, boys, give your biggest win for each team. Worst loss. MVP, defensive MVP. Um, <clears throat> just kind of like a little. How did we get here? So. Um. 
I'll pop these off real quick. Chiefs' biggest win, I think, is going to end up, like, you know, might not actually be their biggest win of the season, but biggest win going into the Super Bowl is their win over the Bucks. you know? Shows that, hey, we already beat you guys a little bit. Um, you know, it was a fairly dominant performance. You know, might end up being a little bit closer at the end, but, you know, they definitely showed that they could score on them. So I think that's a big win. Worst loss, I mean, this is clearly the Raiders' loss. For the Chiefs. Aren't um, many to choose from. Just Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not many to choose from. And then also, just they just didn't clearly want to win that one, I guess. Uh, MVP, I'm not going Pat here, even though it's fairly easy. I'm going co-MVPs. I'm going Tyreek and Travis, the TT MVP. Uh, both these guys are so dynamic that even Chad Henney can throw a you know, five-yard out and make an incredibly game-winning play. So... Um, these guys are both great. I think they both deserve some recognition, so I'm giving them the co-MVP this year. Defensive MVP, um, not going Chris Jones here either. I'm going tone setter, honey badger, Tyrod Matthew. Brings the energy every game, big hitter. Um, allows them to you know play some different coverages in the defense back there, so I'm picking him. And then um, I'll, I think that's all we got. So I'll go, uh, yeah, we'll pass it off to Doge here. Anything... Different there for win loss MVP defensive MVP for the Chiefs and then we'll go Bucks after uh, we get to Diller. I agree with you on the worst loss against the Raiders. Um, they gave up 40 points to a Derek Carr led offense, and I think that's pretty wild. Um, but defense has not been their strong suit to begin with. Um, right. I think their best win was their win against the Browns here in the playoffs. Oh uh, sure. Foot injury early, and then was taken out due to. Uh, concussion protocol um, just showed that they had the, you know, the, the dexterity to push through that challenge and, and still close out the game and get the win. Um, like I said, worst loss was against the Raiders, but um, you know their MVP from the team, I would say, would be Mahomes. Uh, I, it would just have to be their their game yeah, is so I mean, pass heavy that I feel like their success is going to come from that. I don't see them giving the MVP to anyone else on that side. Uh, you know, defensive MVP, um, not a whole lot different, Teach. I had I had Honey Badger as well, so. I was thinking maybe, maybe I'm taking your guy, Dill, so I don't want to take your thunder here. Are you, I guess I'll go, are you taking, are you good, were you going to have Honey Badger too? Mm-mm. Okay, then I'll let you go. Go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> I have his name in my head, I'm looking up. Fence like, tackle? No. <clears throat> I was going to say, other guy I would think of is Chris Jones. It was between Honey Badger and Chris Jones. Because Chris Jones is so damn good, too. I just was trying to be a little conventional and pick Honey Badger, but Doge and I are just on the same page. We're, we're, we're disrespecting Chris Jones, and we apologize, Chris. <laughs> All right, so... You got him? Yeah, where is he? Dirty Dan Sorensen? No, no, screw him. I know. I, think, um, I knew you were going to pick him. All right, let me get back to this so I do this correctly. Let's see the format exactly. Who you got, bro? Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? All right, oh. so best win for the Chiefs, I think, would either be the Bills where they just blew out a team that was blowing everyone out of the water. I mean, that game was not a 14-point game. Like, that was I was not, felt I... larger for that. Was not thinking playoff games in this. Right, that's why I was like, so that's why I, I was gonna I, say non-playoff, like just regular season, biggest game. I think yeah, it was when they, the Bills for sure. When they beat um, too. 
They beat the Broncos by 27, and Pat Mahomes had 200 yards and one touchdown. It oh, was when a, they ran it the whole game? Total yeah. team win, and they just smoked them. Yeah. Like, that game, it was just, I, I remember because he was on my fantasy team, Pat Mahomes. Me too. And Pat. I was like, oh, sweet, the Chiefs are scoring. That must mean that Mahomes is having a great day. I needed it. And then they just, no. <laughs> it wasn't the case at all. I think he had like 17 points, which is very low for him. That was the game that I needed of all of the games of the entire year for my fantasy team. I needed Pat Mahomes to win because... And sh- just sh- make it short. I previously had, in a year before, someone had traded Pat Mahomes in a trade that was unfair, making it lopsided. That person won the league. I was playing that person, and I was like, I, I have Pat Mahomes. I need him to do well in just this game. Be the only game I would per- like prefer to win all year. Yeah. Aiden, shouts out. And, of course, he beat me because Pat Mahomes, because they just ran it the whole time. So I know the exact game you're talking about for sure. Yep. And it was a great win, though, for the Chiefs. I think the I mean, the only loss they had that was an actual loss is the Raiders, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, as far as the MVP for... Are we just doing the Chiefs MVP, or are we doing the Super Bowl MVP that we think? We're going Chief, MVP of the Chiefs here, for the, like, of their season. For, for the like, MVP of their season. Yeah, because we're going to run the Bucks too. Um, and then fourth quarter, we're about to guess the Super Bowl MVP. Dude, Travis Kelsey's an absolute hog. Dude, he is absurd. He sets all sorts of records for receiving, and he's a tight end, and he blocks, he makes all the plays. He is Pat Mahomes' uh, security blanket, where if he gets in, in trouble, of course Tyreek Hill and uh, Michael Hardman, and back when he was healthy, um, freaking, what's his name? Uh, Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins, Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle, right? Like they have all these weapons, but Travis Kelsey is the one that keeps the train moving. I think. Like I, I think that if you take him out, obviously other than Pat Mahomes, I'm not going with something generic there. Like if you take Pat Mahomes out, <laughs> like I don't know. Like I mean, he's so obvious. <laughs> generic Doge, dude. I'm just saying. Like I'm <laughs> not gonna stick with what you guys have already said. Like no, I totally. Agree. Um, Pete didn't say it though. I said Travis and Tyreek come with No, but I'm just a generic Doge. <laughs> Pat Mahomes is generic, not you, Doge. He is the MVP. Um, he is the Chiefs, just like I said earlier. Matt Stafford is the Lions. Pat Mahomes is the Chiefs. Right. So, defensively, um, you know, for who's this guy you were looking at, bro? I've been waiting all freaking as of late. For it. As of late, I think Breland was it Bashad? Oh, Bashad Breland, yeah, cornerback Breland. Like, he's been good as heck, man. Yeah, he's made some great plays for him. I just remember, like, I didn't really know who he was, and then I've seen some Chiefs games, and he was always, you know, in the mix. He was making big plays. Um, you know, I think that he had a solid year, and I think he really helped that defense out. Hasn't he had a pick in both their playoff games? If I'm not mistaken, potentially. Dill, I thought you were going to say it was Sorensen for the helmet's helmet hit. That's what I tried to coax no, out of him, but he said no. That's why I said screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve it. Um. All right, let's do Bucks here. Dill, you want to go first? Sure. Biggest win, worst loss, MVP, defensive MVP. Worst loss, by far, in my opinion, the Bears game... Yeah, dude. Whoa. Absolutely Bad. looked like trash. Had so many penalties. What a sloppy game that was. Uh, I was out and about. I think I was at a soccer game. 
so I couldn't watch all of it. And then I saw that the the Bucks were struggling. They came back and they were winning. And then big old Nick Foles leading the freaking Bears, making plays. And then following that up, we had our what I think our best game of the year, which turned the season around against the Packers that time, which yeah. I was flying back from Dallas, uh, paying attention to the score on my phone. And then I get to the airport and I'm watching the game. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I don't think anyone would have thought that game would have ended like that, especially with where those two teams were, that we just had the worst game of the season. Um, and then the Packers were rolling. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, MVP candidate, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think that those two games back-to-back, that was a huge turnaround for the Buccaneers in our, our uh, season. Now, be super generic here. You go Tom Brady as MVP for them. I mean, yeah. But, dude, like, it... <laughs> You just go from 30-30 and 30 to Tom Brady having one of the best career. Uh, I think he has the most TDs in his career other than his 50 passing touchdowns with uh, the Randy Moss Patriot team. They don't like, call it Antonio up, uh, Bay. It's Tampa Bay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I Tampa. Think, <laughs> I think he that, is the MVP. The defensive uh, MVP, uh, I mean, I, I'm going to oh. have to go with uh, Devin White. I mean, dude's dude's an animal. We have a solid defensive line, but they're all they're all good, so it's they all help each other out. Um, and then Levante David, you know, and Devin White have a great duo. We have good cornerbacks and safeties, but I think Devin White being able to take up that entire middle portion of the field, uh, play pass coverage, stop the run. Without him, we're totally different defense. So. Yeah, he was going to be my defensive MVP because he's so damn fast. And he yeah. covers so much ground, and so and he just gets he like people like chase the quarterback. He gets after the quarterback. Like, yeah, he always gets him. Like, like not I mean not always, but if he's going in there, he's making something happen. And yep. I wanted the Bengals to get him so dang bad, man. And of course not. That's <laughs> all right. I would also say. Another person who just came back, but you saw his impact. Big old Vita Vea, dude. I mean, yeah. he makes he just plugs up those holes. So I think he maybe not full defensive MVP, but <clears throat> you would recognize when he's on the field for sure. So definitely a difference maker. Yeah. Um. Doge, you got you. Who do you got here for the Bucks? Um, Anything different, I guess. MVPs or yeah, did you have your your biggest win, or I guess you want to go defensive MVPs or? <clears throat> well, I, I heard you. Just who you got, so I didn't know which one. Right, you right, right. Um, no, I'd say the best win was kind of agreeing with Dill and their thrashing of the Packers regular season. Absolutely smoked them. And uh, that obviously gave them the confidence to go into Lambeau, knowing that they've already beat the heck out of that team. So I thought that was a huge win for them. Yep. Worst loss or losses, um, if I had to pick one other than the Bears one, which I had forgotten about, honestly, though, but that was a good one, uh, was there uh, two in-conference losses to the Saints. You know, they they looked bad uh, in their first game, especially against them, and then came out and lost again. Uh 
and that was even when Drew Brees was was hurt and kind of out of it. So that was that was tough. But you know, they were able to still pull it out in the playoffs. Tough to beat a team three times in a year, but those losses were pretty rough for them uh, in the middle of the season there. Um, MVP, no surprises here. Tom Brady on the offensive side, but. I will get a little wild and uh, throw out another guy's name for the defensive award. I would give it to Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh, yeah. He's Guy, been good. Especially recently, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Obviously, their whole line is great, like you were saying. You know, they get a lot of pressure on to any opposing quarterback. But it's a guy that's been there before uh, in the Super Bowl, so that he's going to be a great guy to have uh, moving into, you know, 55 here and uh, – Jason Pierre-Paul. No doubt. DFVP to him. Yeah, he's been really good in the playoffs, man. Really, really good. Um, I have nothing else to add. Those that, that was going to be my best win and worst loss there. Doge as well. Tampa. I mean, we got said my defenders as well. So we got outscored seventy-two to twenty-six against the Saints in the regular season. Yeah. That playoff win it's felt. Cl- it's just so a rope. Good. It's just the old Tom Brady rope a dope. You know, so good. fake him out. Saints fans, Get man. The Saints hyped up. Talk about pouring one out. Jeez. You know what? It really happened is when Cam Jordan said that Drew Brees is way better than Tom Brady. It's not even close. And then Tom Brady probably saw that clip and went, "This mf'er thinks that one Super Bowl having Drew Brees is the same guy as me." No, sir. Because he's that kind of guy. He gets all peeved about that stuff. I'm sure. Oh yeah. But it's just that extra little sprinkle of motivation you don't really need. Yep. Let's uh let's move on here. Fourth quarter. We'll guess the lines. Uh, give your favorite prop bet of the Super Bowl. Who do you think is going to win the game? Um, <clears throat> what do you think the over under might be? Your Super Bowl MVP. Favorite snack and stuff. Just a general Super Bowl rundown. Um, so I'll go first. A little rapid fire sesh here. Um. My uh, guess the lines, I think it's going to be Bucks plus two and a half. I think they're going to give the Chiefs the edge here, especially since they won before. Not the full home field advantage, even though it is, I guess, Bucks home field advantage, low key, but not really. Um, but I think that's uh, what they'll it'll be close like that for right now. We'll see where the money ends up going. A few of my favorite prop bets. Um, you can uh, you can bet tails minus one hundred five, heads minus one hundred five for the coin toss. Something you can bet on. One that's going to be specific to this year alone, so get your money in on it while you can now, folks. What will be said first? COVID, minus 500, or pandemic, plus 300? An incredible bet. Um, Bill Belichick to be mentioned more than once, plus 175. Um, And then something you you can bet on anything in the Super Bowl. So, for example, you can bet on Pat Mahomes' headband color. I think it's going to be white, plus 600. Why not sprinkle a little cheddar on that? Ooh, that is good value. That's what I'm saying. Especially if you're going to wear the red jerseys, white headband. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? Eh? You never know. Um, but it's just hilarious. Super Bowl, they just allow you to bet on anything, and I think it's so funny. Um, I've got the Chiefs winning this. MVP, Pat Mahomes, of course. Cement that legacy. The passing of the torch, the goat torch. Um, something I heard Nate Burleson say, which I think is incredible research and what a coincidence. A baby goat is called a kid. So we've got the goat versus the kid here uh, in the Super Bowl. The passing of the torch from one goat to the next. Since I think Pat Mahomes is going to be on a similar career. 
Um, favorite snacks for the Super Bowl. Good old sandwich tray or like a little meat and cheese charcuterie board. Always incredible. Um, chips and dip. You can't go wrong with any of those. Um, you know, wings. Always a great one. Um, but that's just a few, so I'll let you guys take the rest. I don't want to steal from anybody if I already have, so I apologize. Um, Doge, we'll give it to you. Give me your rundown here for your Super Bowl with your bets and whatnot. Uh, one of my favorite prop bets out there is the color of the oh yeah the Gatorade to be dumped on the winning coach. Um, I'm going with orange Gatorade right okay. now. Okay. Uh, it's the clear favorite. Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. They dumped orange Gatorade on Andy Reid. I think they got to stick with it. You know, if they won last year with orange, you got to try it again. So uh, I would say, you know, orange Gatorade to be dumped on the winning coach. Uh, that would be a fun one to watch for. Another fun one that they always kind of change the seconds around a little bit, but over under on the national anthem yep. time. Yep. Uh, I think this year you got to take the under. A lot of national anthems have been pre recorded, they've been kind of getting in, getting out, not a whole lot of long, drawn out performances. So uh, I would say take the under on the national anthem performance, but uh, we'll just have to see. It depends as, as to what they set it for. I don't know if it's pre-recorded. It can't be. Research. It can't be, dude. It could be. They do it for a lot of games these days. Games, but not the game, you know? Yeah. Uh, They're all getting their COVID tests. They're all It is in Florida, Doge, too. Yeah, things are wide That's open down point. there. It's a bit more open down there. You can get you can get away with anything down there. That's a lawless country. Sure. Chomp, Anyhow, chomp. those are some fun fun prop bets to watch for. Uh, no my, doubt. My predicted winner, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I would give Mahomes the MVP. My go-to snack, getting some wings up in up in there. Different kinds of dips, like you said, TH. I specifically like the buffalo chicken dip. And a Cincinnati favorite, the Skyline dip. Oh, yeah. A layer of cream cheese, pour some chili on top. Put it in the oven, a little bit of shredded cheese for the last few minutes. Get it melted on top of there. Oh, man, that stuff's good. Good veggie tray with some ranch in there. I'm sure. a big tray guy. I love. I'm a, I'm a good picker guy. You, know, you make a plate of just some pickings, sit down for a little bit, go back, get another plate of pickings. Love a good Super Bowl. Love spread, if you will. Of course. Um, <clears throat> Diller, what do you got for us here, brother? So I was also going to do the length of the national anthem, um, but kind of diving a little bit deeper into the national anthem. Some of the ones that. You know, I'm finding as far as, like, first player to be shown um, or, like, which player is going to be shown first during the National Anthem, Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes, uh, Gronk or Kelsey. I got a good one for you. Andy Reid or Bruce Arians. First coach to show their nose when they pull down their mask. Mm. Or are both of them going to wear one of those clear face right. shields? Right, well, it's, then yeah, it's first. Hasn't Andy Reid been doing the screen? Then it's first coach to be shown. Maybe you just hit Andy Reid on that and just smack that and make some quick dough. Outsmart Vegas for once. For once. They they know. Yeah, they exactly. They already know Andy Reid's going to have to wear a mask or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, as far as the... Dude, I think they're going to go over on the time, Doge. Cause I think the it's National gonna be, Anthem? Yeah. Because I think it's going to be in person, and they're just going to carry that shit out. It's yeah, I be think a the long... is like a minute and a half, minute, 20, 25, somewhere around there. So yeah. I, was, I was reading the last 10, 
They were all around a minute 40. There were two over two minutes. Okay. Jeez, okay, maybe I'm off on those times. I don't know who. Uh, it was Alicia Keys, and I can't remember... Maybe Billy Joel for the other two. Oh, man. but Alicia Keys was two uh, two minutes and thirty five seconds. That's a long Ooh. one. Listen, if it is in person, I love the overpick. Yeah, I'm just, I, my my underpick was all based on if they did it remotely, which I know a lot of national anthems have been. So, with uh, it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, right? Are the no? Who's calling it? Right? Isn't it Tony? They switched it. Did they? I thought they switched it. Because I was trying to look it up real quick before... I'm not sure. By the way, while you're looking it up, do you look up these damn lines still? Like, how do you always get these right? It's just so annoying. Three and a half. Is it three and a half? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you said that out loud yet, but freaking screw you. I no. didn't know if we were guessing what the line was currently at or what it would finish finish with. Oh, that's true, Doge. That's true, Doge. That's I what like my it. Guess was is that I thought it was going to be higher, and then it would finish up at plus two for the Bucks. I like at game time. I in that case, I'm loving where I'm at. So, <laughs> but I agree. I I, I think it's going. The lines have been out for a while. It's not like we were doing this the day or two after Sunday. Like, no, totally right. Like we had been in the past. Right. right. So it's Jim Nance and Tony Romo calling it this year. Bold yet. Yeah, That's what I yeah. thought. And then when I looked it up, it came up with Aikman and Buck. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I really wanted Tony and, and freaking Jim. Yeah, Tony just, I'm not Jim. I just the whole hear... time with freaking Pat and Tom. Like, he's just going to be. Is Tracy... I can't think of a good term to describe Tracy going to be on the sidelines? Tracy Wolfson. Oh, Big Trace? I hope so. Thanks, Trace. Hey, bummer we're not getting Super Bowl Aaron Andrews. I will say that. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me. Top tier sideline reporter. Good old Aaron. So, guess the lines. Three and a half. We got that. Okay. And then, what's the other stuff? Uh, Snacks, right? Yeah. That's what I need. Oh, winner. Yeah. Winner and MVP. Yeah, winner, dude. Bucks and Brady. Come on, baby. There you go. You had to do it. We, I mean, I'm not betting against them. Can you them. imagine? I told you anyone, two weeks ago. Can you imagine anyone ever in the future trying to be like, hey, man, I think someone else is the greatest quarterback of all time. If he wins this first home Super Bowl ever, first season with the new team, it Bruce is just, Arians, inexperienced playoff coach, like stamp goat on his forehead forever. Like, it's locked and loaded. Tattooed. It already is locked and loaded, but that is, it's over. Tatted. Done. Like he'll have more Super Bowls as a person. You'd than have teams to have. Do. You'd have to have ten Super Bowls, I would say. Like if Pat Mahomes, which is doable, decade. Pat can do it. Pat can do it, and he's the only no. guy right now that I think could do it. Nope. that I've seen. I told you two weeks ago. I don't want them to, and I don't think they are now. <laughs> Chiefs and, and Pat Mahomes are never winning another Super Bowl, so by <laughs> by default, it has to be the Buccaneers <laughs> and Tom Brady. Unless there's a crazy defensive effort by somebody on the Buccaneers where there's a pick six, force fumble, you know, sack or something like that, return for a touchdown, some sort of defensive touchdown that changes the game. I think it's going to be close. But I'll move on to snacks. Sure. I don't know why, but I'm in a very potato-y mood. <laughs> so I'm thinking like... Potato-y. Dude, I'm thinking like a freaking loaded up baked potato... Oh, you know, yeah. But then taking that one step further, of course, just getting some crispy freaking potato skins. Oh, 
I mean, I don't really have a bunch of sour cream, but when I do, I like it on my pea skin. Oh my god. And uh, following that up, a good twice-baked potato. <laughs> twice-baked potatoes are just, they're way underrated. Um, in in something related other than potatoes, uh, have you guys ever heard of or have I talked about the Crock-Pot jelly meatballs before? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. dude I'm, I'm yeah. a veteran to those. Okay, those things, you could seriously toothpick 50 of those, <laughs> and you don't even realize that you ate a half a bowl of the Crock-Pot, and somebody's going, oh, wow, somebody must really like the meatballs, and you're sitting there going... Yes, that was me. I had four pounds of meatballs. So your snacks are pea skin and meatballs? Correct. Yeah, pea skins and meatballs. And to just wrap it up, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Calm down. Quiet now. From the peanut gallery. Quiet down. To wrap it up. gallery. To wrap it up. Those little pig in a blanket jobbies. <laughs> jobbies? Dude, those, those things. Those are fire. I should have been like on my your, list. your meatballs. Skin I, I like my. I, I like love my, a good pig in a blanket, dude. My meat wrap, meatball. I'm definitely doing that for the Super Bowl this weekend. Now that you said that. When I made those huge. for, uh, we had a. I I eat. Is those disappear called? when I'm nearby. Like, look out if there's a plate of those. What is the word I'm looking I'm for when you have a, a group of people? A potluck, right? Yes. A potluck, yeah. Yeah, we did a potluck at work a couple years ago, and I made pigs in a blanket with a couple different, like, marmalade sauces on the side. Uh, and the people people were very impressed, even though it took very little effort to, like, actually do it. So... There you go. Um, you know, just get some get some wrap, get a little little guy, and just wrap the guy, and then dip it in the in the sauce guy. Wrap the guy, sauce guy, a little dippage. Correct. Yep. Wrap, sauce, dip. Yes. Bake. Yeah, wrap, dip, sauce, dip. Dip. All right. Dunk. Can't wait for the Super Bowl. Looking forward to it. What? Just quick take. Yeah. What do you think of the weekend being the halftime show? I am... Let me just... Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Me, I know what Dill's going to say. That's our problem. Okay. So. <laughs> so I have been... Since I realized that Survivor's on Netflix, okay, I watched those two seasons, because I think it's like 22 and 26 that are on there. Okay. I got back into the obsession of Survivor. I think it's absolutely hilarious of a show. The obsession. And I think that it's just something that's like super binge-worthy for myself, at least. And it's definitely a nostalgic thing, too. But... Those are the only two seasons on Netflix. So, I ventured elsewhere, a.k.a. my CBS All Access that I have, and they have all 40 seasons on it. Okay, Ayo. cool. But, the kicker, they have these freaking commercials that I could rehearse because I know all four of them so well that they play... So, it's every 15 minutes of the show, they have another commercial. Oof. And they used to be... Like, 30 seconds, and now they've ramped all the way up to 110 seconds. No, dude. And... Yeah, bro. They have gone... It's every single time they have that freaking weekend commercial where he's, like, driving into the stadium, and the security guard doesn't recognize Everybody's singing Blinding Lights. And it's just, like... Just hilarious. That song is so overplayed on that one platform 
I, I don't know why it hasn't bothered me yet, dude. I really don't know why this song hasn't bothered me yet. Because usually I'm the you type of not, guy... You've not been through five seasons of Survivor. Yeah, I guess I'm not ripping... In two weeks. Binging Survivor. I'll watch it... I'll season a day is my average for the last two weeks. Oh my god. Just, Especially because they're just catching you in a bad mood. Because Survivor always leaves you on a little cliffhanger. Yep. Before they send you into the commercial. So you're already like... On edge. I watch this commercial. I just want to get to Tribal Council. Right. And then you have to listen to a minute of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, they're already getting under Dill's skin. He's it, not thrilled. It might be different if it was just the weekend singing, but when it's all these people, like, humming... Who aren't, who aren't and even people, right. Cut the bullshit. Feel your touch. Ugh. It's like, what? When I hear that... touch. Touch. When I hear that song in the Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to have to either mute it... Or just I hope switch they get, the I hope they get all the people to come up and sing it really poorly with them. That'd be so funny. Yeah, and just have all the dancers sing it too. So they're like kind of huffing and puffing from dancing for ten minutes, and then you bring them on and start singing shittily together. I just, I don't know. I When I first heard it came out, I was like, dude, this is a bad pick. But now the more that I've like gotten closer, I'm like, Weekend's got some bops. He's got some hits. Like, It could be a good halftime, but... I also think they could have done better too. I don't. I don't know. Who, I don't have a good suggestion to put in place. Dude, they could just bring Miley from uh, her one song that oh she. Oh my god, no. You know. But I think that he he'll it'll be a good show. Doge. Um, it doesn't wow me. Um, You're impartial. Yeah, I'm, I'm not one way or the other. I'll probably. Yeah, I'm certainly not gonna be like I can't wait. Like I have to be sitting down watching the weekend's performance, like I have with some other people, like. I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to reload my plate here at halftime. Yeah, that's I'm not the... I'm <laughs> excited for the commercials, so yeah, halftime's going to be a plate reload, bathroom break, grab me a beer. Yeah, restock it all. Exactly. So the cool thing that I am so excited for is, one, I'm not going to be working Sunday, so I can prep food and wow. shit all day. Holy shit. Because for anybody who does not see my daily routine of trying to enjoy games that I want to watch... Here we go. I am up cooking for mm, half of it at least, whether it's the first or second half. So, like, for example, I'll be watching half the game from outside back and forth with my grill. Right. Or I'll be in the kitchen not being able to see the TV, able to hear the commercials and stuff because of the stuff going on in the kitchen. So my goal is to be prepped with all my stuff before the game starts. I'll be tuned in to watch the Super Bowl in full. Just enjoy the commercials, enjoy the game, skip the halftime, and watch the Buccaneers win. Okay. That's my plan. There we go. You heard it here first. We did. Let's see it. See it in action. Talk about it. Be about it, baby. Talk about it. Be about it. Moving on. Let's talk about it and be about these buzzer beaters, boys. Wrap up this show. I'm going first. I had a couple things. I'm scratching them for some news that came out today that I am thrilled about. The Cincinnati Reds have actually signed someone. And someone that I am just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that name came across my my ticker. Sean Doolittle. You're, and you might be like, who the heck is Sean Doolittle? Well, let me tell you, he's World Series winning closer 
for the Nationals, just coming off that, didn't play last year from what I understand because his wife was high risk. So he's got a fresh arm. The Reds have needed a closer for a minute that we can rely on. So this is huge for the Reds. Huge. So even if we don't bring back the best pitcher in baseball, in my opinion, uh, which is just probably not even true, but I just love him that much, old Trevo, we're still in good shape because we finally got a closer. But if we can bring him back and we got Doolittle, mm, mm, mm. look out, Nolan Arenado and the Cardinals. We're coming for your ass. Which was also a trade that happened, and I don't want to talk about it because the Cardinals got better and it stinks. <clears throat> but good for them because, hold on, he's sweet. He's so good. Good for them because the Rockies are paying him. Okay, what the heck is that deal? Okay, go ahead and take our best guy and we'll pay for him and we'll just get some stuff back. I don't know. Yeah, baseball. Gold, golden Glove, Silver Slugger, Home Run Leader. Uh, I don't know. Something happened there. Something. I'm weird. waiting for it to come out. Something's actually. weird. That's for sure. Dill's waiting on it. Okay. Yeah. Dill, hit me with your buzzer beater. What do you got? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. As I begin to choke on the gum that I just threw in my mouth. <laughs> Um, Alright, so a couple pods ago, might have been last pod, I don't think it was last pod, no, it was definitely not last pod. A couple pods ago, uh, I called for the Cavaliers to be 11th in the Eastern Conference at the end of the year for a little preseason rendezvous thingamajig. Um, <laughs> right now, they're actually 7th place yeah, they uh, look really in good, the playoffs. Man. They're 10 and 11, so they're a game under 500. They've beaten the Nets twice. They've beaten the Sixers. They've beaten some good teams. They just went one and one with the Timberwolves, which I don't understand that. But our offense needs to kind of ramp it up. Our defenses look good. We're one of the better defensive teams in the league, which is what you guys were talking about earlier with the Nets issue. Um, we can outscore teams, but not all the time. So uh, we really are relying on our defense right now. And. You know, I think that the 11th seed is still possible to round things out at the end of the year with Toronto, Miami, and Orlando all having down years so far. Um, Toronto just had a good win, I believe, against Orlando unless Orlando came back. And then in that case, Orlando had a good win against Toronto. <clears throat> but I need a quick 30-second timeout. Speaking of Toronto, Fred Van Vliet, 54 tonight franchise record. Holy crap. Okay. It's a big night. Big night. Dude, he's a good player. Just giving me the business on Doge's fantasy team right now. I hate it. <laughs> I haven't said that in a couple days. I, I got so far ahead, and then I stopped. And I think this weekend was where I stopped. But if Doge, he's in, that's huge for me. This is exactly what happened to me as well. This is the week where I stopped. Funny enough. <laughs> but I just loaded it back up. And he is in, so don't worry. Good, good. 99 fantasy points. Jesus. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Dill. No, so with that, uh, I think that Toronto is going to be the team that makes the push into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Knicks and Bulls could be contenders for the eighth seed, but I still think the Cavs, you know, 11th or worse. I think 11th is a good spot because the teams behind them just can't find ways to win, unfortunately. Like, I thought the Wizards would be decent. Holy crap, are they bad, man. But they can't do anything. They've had a lot of COVID action, but yeah, they're not great. Russ is hurt, apparently, too, from what I understand. 
He just can't shoot, man. No, he can't shoot anymore. Like... Davis Bertans, man, was he worth that money? <laughs> Yikes. So, let's see. The Cavaliers right now are five games back of the number one seed, 76ers at 15-6. and six. And the Wizards being the worst seed in the East at 4-12. and 12, So, three and a half games up on them. Two and a half on Miami. So, I mean, like... You know, anything could happen still, but I could see Toronto moving up, um, Orlando moving up, because they, they should be better, but the the Heat and Orlando uh, Magic, let's see, combined 5-15 and 15 in their last 20. Ooh. Jimmy uh, Butler's been out, out. Like, I guess COVID smoked him. Yeah. So, they'll probably be all right. It's a long season. Things are just getting started. They're only 20 games in. They're playing 72 this year? Yeah. So, 50... They're, they still have a long long haul to go. Yep. <clears throat> Doge? Did you get the shot off, Dill? Or did the buzzer beat you? <laughs> no. Uh, I was doing that thing in the front yard where you shoot, and you miss it, and you say that all of a sudden that four seconds are on the clock now. And then you get it again, shoot it, miss it, and then it's like, oh, counting down. Three, two, one. Oh, three, oh, three two. two. Technical foul on the sideline. They got, they got another play. And oh, he called timeout out of nowhere. What a great play. Where they go. <laughs> the crowd is going wild, and they give the fans a technical, so there's a free throw to win the game. I can't believe... I can't believe the clock didn't start. We're going to have to play it again. So uh, that's what I just did. I just did a, a four-minute scenario in my front yard about the buzzer beater. No, my my buzzer beater plays off of teaches a lot. Uh, teaches just about every day. Been, uh, I'm gassing up the train, Doge. Come on. Bring him home. He's teasing me with Trevor Bauer rumors for the re-sign to Cincinnati. I'm setting myself up for heartbreak, but would be pleasantly surprised with with them just signing him to a one year because that's the that's the rumor is that he's only going to sign a one year otherwise his buddy gets to shoot him in the nuts with a paintball gun Doge be prepared for when he signs I'm going to FaceTime you immediately I don't care what I'm doing I'm in I'm going to FaceTime you and I'm going to give you a big old hearty let's fucking go I told you so go Reds and we'll chat it up and we'll be excited as hell but I'm that's my plan I'm ready, dude. I'm, I'm looking forward to the FaceTime. Because as soon as I see in the middle exactly. of a Wednesday afternoon and I just get a FaceTime from Teach, I'm going to be like, you're oh, like, no. You're like, oh, fucking no A. Here yeah. we go. Ugh. I need it, dude. I need it. But that's all. That's my He's on the here. Clippers? Hmm. Kenny Atkinson's on the Clippers staff? That's news to uh, me. Uh, that certainly looked like him, did it not? That can't not be him. <laughs> right. That's him. Well, the uh, if there's a Reds parade this year... There's not. They already canceled it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And that's the end of the show, folks. Thank you for tuning in. This is... <laughs> no. But it is the end of the show, right? Yeah. But uh, just enough you're going to have something else, I guess. No, no. I was just... I would like to be in attendance for opening day if they have people. I would like I would say that, though. All I was going to say is that parade would be sweet and bittersweet if Bauer did come back. 
Like it would just be that much that much better. Like there'd be some sort of actual hope again. Who do we play? I you know what I need? And these ah, maybe I can't say it out loud, I might not speak into existence. I need opening day against the Astros, Trevor Bauer opening day starter. More than anything in my freaking life. But uh, it's not we wouldn't play out of conference, would we? I'll say it just doesn't sound realistic, but out of the league, I should say. You never know, it's Covidian times. Covidian. I'm yeah, big fan of so that. So when's the uh opening days win? Do we know? I don't know, man. They just like just decided it cuz they just signed the They just agreed on like a um oh my god. Why can't I think of the term? The big like bargaining agreement? Yeah, 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 yeah. Collective bargaining. They yeah, CBA. They just signed a new CBA. Thursday, April 1st. Yes, that's when it is. Okay. April Fool's Day. Oh. What a joke. joke us? Um that'd be sad. Oof. No. I saw it, dude. <laughs> get the Cardinals. That sounds about right, dude. We get them for a lot of opening day games. That's yeah. fine. Hey, Bauer versus Arenado. Take them out. Right. Just keep talking about it, Dodge. We need him. We need him. Good old Trevi. Trevor. All right, ladies and gents, thank you for for enjoying this ride. I've been your host, TJ Butler. Dill, thank you for joining as well. Thank you. Have a good night. Doge, thank you. <laughs> People can listen to this in the morning. Have a good morning. Have a great rest of your day. No, good night. No, you have a great rest of your day. What's left of it? Could be not a lot. Could be whole day. Hope it's a good one. Doge, hope you have a great rest of your day over Thank there. Thank you, gentlemen. You Thanks do the same. On. Appreciate y'all listening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is The Clubhouse. <laughs>